where I barely had sleep. But I had to work more than competition. I can't live like the opposition. Living everything I dreamed of. Doing everything you think of. The way I work, I'm on the brink of. Doing numbers like a brink truck. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Listen Up Podcast with Michigan Lance. I'm your host, Michigan Lance. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Fernando's Omaha. Fernando's has two locations, 114th and Dodge and 75th and Pacific with the iconic table on the roof. They are in their 28th year serving customers, great Mexican fare and Omaha's best margaritas. So come out for food. Enjoy the total experience. Excellent, fresh, authentic recipes served in casual, warm atmosphere are Fernando's mission and promise to you. All right, go and get your Fernando's fix at Omaha's two locations, 114th and Dodge and 75th and Pacific. Well, boys and girls, uh, we're back. We're springtime here. Um, Got a lot going on. Uh, You got spring ball and colleges going on right now. We just got done with the NCAA men's and women's tournament. We just uh, in the start of the NBA playoffs. Um, so there's a lot going on. There's a couple things I'm going to touch base on uh, on this podcast and then uh, later on in, in the next uh, as well. Um, so starting off, let's get started with uh, the women's NCAA tournament and congratulate Coach Don Staley at uh, University of South Carolina Gamecocks. Um, great job, great um uh, Great program that she's building up there with her second national title. Uh, one of the things I didn't know is that, and and she kind of just found out, as she said as well, um, as she's do, doing a lot of tours, uh, going on a lot of shows, is that uh, she's the second African-American coach uh, to win a national championship. I'm sorry. She's the only African-American coach to win two national championships. I'm sorry about that. Uh, man, that, that's a great feat. That's something I didn't know. Um, of course, we know about John Thompson, Nolan Richardson, Tubby Smith, uh, those African-American male uh, coaches. Um, they, they've got one. Um, if I'm missing someone, somebody can remind me on, on Twitter. Um, but then Don Staley, Don Staley's the only African-American coach, and obviously she's female, but coach period uh, with two, man. And that's a great feat. That's, that's just awesome um, to keep building her resume and, and building up the sport of – basketball whether it's men's or women's um she has a lot of history of course of her playing days um and her coaching uh whether it's usa basketball coaching at temple university um and so she just has a lot of basketball in her uh in her whole life and that, and that's beautiful to see moving the culture forward forward uh moving her her um her i don't know if you want to just call it you know her race forward as well um, for African Americans, great role model, and and for people to strive to see whether it's men or women, I'm inspired by her. One of the things that Don Staley has been talking about is she's uh, mentioned about national championships, right? And how a co- a previous coach of hers gave her a piece of a national championship net, um, and she gave it to her and said, "Hey, when you get yours, just pay it forward." And so. What Don Staley did was uh, cut pieces of that and sent out to uh, other African-American up-and-coming coaches um, to, for inspiration for them. And one of the things that she's also been saying and talking about for uh, black coaches 
is how like for you know we don't get a lot of opportunities and when we do uh, our national championship may come in different forms right so it's not just winning the literal national championship of basketball or football uh or whatever sport uh a, a black coach is coaching um but it could be hey getting a job you know getting a division 1 job may be their national championship um you know winning having the most consecutive win streak in in a program's history let's say 5 years or 10 years whatever that may be turning a, a a loser into a winner that may be a national championship and it comes in different forms especially for for black coaches black people whatever that may be and that and I resonate with that uh very well because uh with me um I guess she she made me realize what well, we already kind of knew, you know, achieving dreams and goals, right? So I achieved my my dream of well, I, first I achieved my goal of being a head coach uh, on a high school level, and that was a goal of mine. And, and, and my dream job was to be the head coach of my alma mater, uh, Omaha Central High School. And so I was able to achieve a goal, and then able to achieve a dream of being a, becoming a head coach. And what that did was made me think of when she brought that up, like, wow, that was my national championship. I already knew I, I achieved a great feat because everybody doesn't go go for their dreams and everybody doesn't even try to achieve or work towards or uh, accomplish their dreams. And I did that. And even though it didn't end the way I wanted to, uh, you know, by getting fired after my first year, uh, but I, it was still a dream that I accomplished. It was still my national championship because – Everybody doesn't accomplish their dreams, and I did that. And so that resonated with me very well with Don Staley. It comes in different forms uh, for us as as, as black people, uh, especially black coaches, uh, for the simple fact of the opportunities that we get when we get them. Uh, there are limited opportunities that we get, and then when we do get the opportunities, let's say we may uh, fail, whether like me where I did uh, and, and didn't win any games or – uh, you get a couple years and you may not win, and we don't really get a whole lot of uh, opportunities to get rehired. And so uh, that's the meaning of, hey, whatever accomplishment you got as a black coach or, or a black person, period, um, uh, success that you have could be your national championship. So I thank Don Staley uh, for her contribution to the sport I thank her. Um, I'm, I'm happy for her. I congratulate her for winning her second national title. And I'm excited to look forward to the future of many more uh, coming for her. And then hopefully, you know, I have a couple daughters uh, that play basketball. And hopefully one day one of them might have the opportunity to play for her. And so we'll see. And um, so thank you, Don Staley, for everything that you've done uh, for for black people as a whole. And just for people in general in society, you, you're moving and pushing it forward for whether it's Male, females, uh, you know, coaching outside of coaching, you're moving, you're moving the culture and society forward, and we thank you for that. All right. Again, I want to uh, remind you that we're sponsored uh, by Fernando's. Make sure you go to Fernando's and get your Fernando's fix. All right. You can sign up for their Fiesta Club to receive offers and updates on our websites at FernandosOmaha.com. Become a frequent diner card. Uh, Monday nights are kids night, free kids meal with the purchase of an adult meal. All right. So next up, all right, we're moving on. Let's talk about transitioning into women's basketball and men's basketball tournament. All right. Just got done watching both of those tournaments. 
Um, as I mentioned previously about Don Staley winning the national championship with South Carolina. Uh, but there were some good teams in there. I'm, I'm a Michigan fan, obviously, for it's in my name, Michigan Lance. And uh, I, I love all Michigan sports. So obviously, I'm rooting for um, the Michigan Lady Wolverines with, with Nas Hillman, a uh, great player. Um, but there was, a, there was a lot of good basketball watching in the women's tournament. You know, Creighton from Omaha, living in Omaha, uh, Creighton University uh, made it uh, to the Sweet 16. Um, so congratulate them on their feet. Nebraska uh, making it to the tournament. Uh, the Huskers, the Lady Huskers, they made it to the tournament and, you know, got a win and went, got to the second round, I believe. And so um, lost first round. And uh, unfortunately, but, hey, they made the tournament. They, I think they haven't made it in a couple of years. So that's good that they made the tournament. And so the women's uh, tournament actually had 4.85 million viewers. All right. Uh, for the championship game. It was the most watched college basketball game on ESPN, men or women, since 2008. So how about that? How about the, uh, the those women moving the, moving the uh, needle forward for them? Um, I believe that now is the time to strike while the iron's hot to really promote women's basketball, especially on the college level where you see so many different stars at Stanford, Louisville, um, like I said, Michigan, I mean, Creighton and Nebraska's up and coming. Um, you saw Iowa and Iowa State uh, with, with good teams this year um, as well. And so, and UConn, as usual, doing their thing. But but all these different schools got a lot of stars on their teams. And now with the NIL, I think it's a perfect time to start focusing on these individual women college basketball players and, and making them stars like we've done uh, the Zion Williamson, uh, you know, other previous college stars, Ja Morant, where they were outstanding in college and we focused on their individual story and built them up before they made it professional. That needs to be done in women's basketball now. Um, it, it's the time, and, and it's not the time just because it's because it's just women's basketball and they deserve it. It's that they, um, in Title IX and you need to be pushed forward, is that they do deserve it. Like, they're actually playing well the, the women's game was better to watch this year than the men's games. I'm sorry. That's just the way it was. The The, the girls weren't aren't only more fundamentally sound, but they're athletic as well. There's numerous uh, athletes um, across the board in women's college basketball. It's not all at one place at UConn anymore uh, where they had their 10, 12 All-Americans and they won every year and, and, and none of the country. Like there's a lot more women that are playing, that are good, that are going to different uh, schools and not just the number one UConn every year. And so these young ladies need to be recognized. And to me, that's how you're going to be able to build up the the WNBA. It starts in college. Do just like uh, in the 80s and 90s um, when college basketball was at its height for men's. Uh, you know, we heard these stories and they promoted these individuals at these schools. Now that's the way the women need to do to push them forward to to grow the game, uh, get the money they deserve with these NILs in college. But then also, then that will generate more of the money pouring into the WNBA because we're going to follow them. Oh, I remember this. Uh, you know, I remember Nas Hillman at Michigan and and what she did. Oh yeah, she promoted whatever you know this uh, this and that, and they focused on her. Yeah, I want to see what she does in the WNBA or 
or uh or Destiny Henderson, you know, for South Carolina, point guard. You know, oh wow, she had a, she had a breakout game in the final, and and now she's getting drafted by the Indiana Fever. It's like, hey, I want to follow her and and see what her journey takes her, because she's uh she was she's somebody that sacrificed that didn't play a lot early, but then played a lot late her junior and senior year and blossomed, uh, and blossomed and became a key ro- uh, member of winning a national championship. So. Um, it's, it's that time um, NCAA media start focusing in on these women and build, let's hear their stories, where they came from, what they're about, and not just focus on one or two because there's definitely 10 to 15 uh, stars out there in the women's game uh, that, are, that are really good, man. It was some really good basketball, whether it was athletically, schematically by the coaches, um, just the X's and O's of watching them execute. Um, it was really good uh, to see that this year. And, and the men's, you know, um, the, the men's game, man, they, they it seemed like they went down a little bit. They, you know, the fundamentals aren't, aren't there. The execution isn't there. It was, it was really tough to watch. Um, you would see people get hot. They just go on these runs. Um, they go on runs and then people just uh, can't shoot and can't score. The, the They just get cold. Uh, while the other team is going on a run, it's like man, and and so that I think that's happened too far, uh, too far often, and uh, you know somehow, some way, I know it's tough with the one and duns, um, and then you got the G League and and, and Europe guys going over there, so it's kind of hard to build, uh, you know, the Division One programs like they used to, like I said in the eighties and nineties of the men's programs, but uh, somehow, some way, I, I don't know if that's more time figured out to do more time in the offset off season to build that camaraderie, to build your team, to build that culture where the uh, NCAA gives it a little bit where they have these restrictions where you can only work with them and coaches can spend this much time with them in the offseason. Maybe they need to loosen that up uh, so we can see a better quality of game for the men's, okay? So with the NCAA, all right, and the uh, talking about men's and women's basketball, now let's go into the transfer portal, all right? The transfer portal now uh, for all college sports um, is really, uh, I would say, I, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know. You hear all these different sides. You hear, hey, there's too many people transferring. Um, you know, what, what are these guys, th- what are these kids thinking? They're not staying long. They should stay longer, stay committed, and see what happens. They're just jumping ship. Uh, and then on the other hand, there's people, hey, that, that go where the opportunity is for you. If it's not a good fit or you feel you can play at a higher level, um, then, you know, then go ahead and put you, put it in the transfer portal. And, you know, we're hearing these staggering numbers of like, you know, like a thousand basketball players in the transfer portal and hundreds of kids in the transfer portal for football. And, um, you know, we just don't know. We can't compare it to anything because it's the first time we're hearing about this. So we don't know for sure if – a thousand kids transferred in 1992. I mean, we, there was no transfer portal, so we don't know. Um, but what we do know is that there's always been transfers. Okay, it's it's not like this is anything new. The, what's new is that we know actually know the number amount of transfers, and so uh, that's what's different. And so my thought is, you know, you really need to evaluate. There's only so many spots uh, available. Um, once from high school to college and then from from college to another college. And so you better – my thing is don't just transfer to transfer 
at least have some type of inkling or idea of the next destination that you can go to. And I don't know if that's feasible or not. Um, Cause I, I don't know the rules on, on specifically on how, if a coach can kind of reach out or, or you can talk to someone close to the program, but um, a lot of kids are probably transferring blind um, and just, you know, putting themselves out there cause they had a good year or maybe they didn't have a good year and, they, and maybe they were all Americans before they came in high school or, uh, you know, or a top recruit before they came uh, into college and, and kind of leaning on that. And so I think that um, they really need to take a close look like, hey, all right, if I go in this transfer portal, um, do I have a really good idea or should I stay, uh, fight it out, figure it out where I'm at, uh, make some adjustments, talk to the coach? The biggest thing is communication. I I think nobody should make a move without communicating uh, with their family, uh, probably their family first, and then their coach. That's the most important, their their position coach. uh, Start with that person um, for football. Uh, and basketball start with the you know start with maybe maybe you might be closer to an assistant um, or if you're close to the head coach you know you start with them find out what position you're in so where are you at hey where am I at in the program what's my role what do I need to get better what do I need to get better at what am I not doing um, successful or let, let's say you, maybe you are successful in your program and you just want a different look. Uh, or, or a different coach, or maybe you're button heads, but let's say you're button heads and you had a good year. Hey, communication is the key because sometimes you may think there's an issue, a certain issue, and they think it's a certain issue, and when you talk it out, you find out, oh, wow, I thought this, and they may say, hey, and I thought this, and that's not the case at all. So make sure you're communicating. That's the best thing to do before you make any decision, and I hope that's what's happening. I know a lot of people probably think that's not what's happening because there's so many people jumping in uh, to the transfer portal, but I'm all about moving if it's not the right fit for you, uh, if it's not the right fit for you, or if you're doing well on a lower level, hey, I want to throw my hat in there and look and, and do better because we all do that in life. Like that's when you're an adult, hey, if, if you feel like, hey, I, I deserve more, I should be in a um, – uh, upper management or I should get a promotion or a raise, but the job you're at is not doing it, then what do you do? You go seek out other employment. and Or if somebody's treating you wrong or treating you a certain way, uh, you know, disrespecting you or not, um, or, or holding you accountable to a different standard of, of other workers and uh, holding you to a different standard, uh, even though you're all doing the same work. Like, if you don't agree um, and, and are seeing differences, what do they do as adults? Hey, we move on. We we look at other employment, other places to do where we're being valued. And so that's no different than, to me, that's no different than these young kids, these college kids making those decisions as well. And, and at the end of the day, it's their life. It's their decision. You know, we can't live their life for them. And they just need to know, they, but they do need to have all the information before they make that transfer. Hey, what's because what you don't want to do is go out there and then you're sitting at home and you don't have no place to go. And the the last place you left, it's over, no more scholarship, and you don't get picked up. And so my thing is make sure you thoroughly get all the information you need, uh, college kids, uh, before you make that jump. But I don't mind you making that jump because – Hey, I, I get it. Hey, you know what I mean? Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, it happens. That's life. All it is is preparing you for adulthood uh, at the end of the day. 
And as adults, sometimes we make a jump uh, and it doesn't work out as well. And so we have to adjust. And, and these and these college kids are just learning it at an early age. So that's my time for today. I want to thank you for listening again. We'll be back next month in May. Uh, and so I'm excited uh, to – so you can hear we got the NBA – I'm sorry, we got the NFL draft coming up. We'll be deeper in the NBA playoffs. Uh, so we'll have a lot to talk about next one coming up than the College World Series. Uh, hopefully by that time we'll know – if Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence is uh, that match, their boxing match hopefully is uh, defined and we're going to see that match. Uh, and so we'll have that to talk about as well. So thank you guys again. Uh, brought to you by Fernando's. Um, Fernando's Caters. Get your Fernando's fix delivered. Uh, please go out and try their taco nacho bar for your next, you know, um, Husker party. Maybe it's a baseball uh, you know, baseball party they got going. Um, they got High V Delis carry their famous flower chips and Pico de Gallo in all Omaha and Council Bluff stores. So please go out, join the fiesta, and get your Fernando's fix. A Huda Media Production.